The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set. Give yourself a hand or take two. They're small, tiny in fact. Teeny tiny. They're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Hey folks, conspiracy theorist and radio show host Alex Jones here to tell you about a brand new diet plan that I've been using and you should too. It's not a product of the Illuminati, the New World Order, Raytheon, Bechtel, IBM, the Bilderbergs, or the shape-shifting lizard people from outer space. It's a fine product from the folks at Super Vitality Mail, and it works. Say hello to Super Vitality Mail's Punch Yourself in the Scrotum Diet Plan. And here's how it works. For a low monthly subscription fee of $12,000 a month, Super Vitality Mail will send you weekly techniques for bashing the living hell out of your balls. Now you might be thinking, ow, that's gotta hurt. Almost as much as when Obama uses tiny airplanes and helicopters to move the tornadoes all around. Sure, it might hurt for a few minutes, but after that your testes develop a resistance to the punching and they actually begin to manufacture vast quantities of what Super Vitality Mail scientists call skinny juice. That'll both increase your vitality and shed those unwanted pounds. Allow me to demonstrate using my sidekick, Dan Badandi. I'm InfoWars goon, Dan Badandi, and now I'll punch myself in the scrotum to prove that punch yourself in the scrotum really works. Ow! 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 I feel skinny already in all of those dings. And Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was a damn witch. That's right, Dan. You look dynamite. Now go eat your applesauce. Ah, uh, can I take the cork off the fork? No, sir. Yes, punch yourself in the scrotum really works. Check out my before and after photos. See that? Sure, you can't actually see the before and after pictures because this is radio. But trust me, I got the documents right here. I'm down to my high school wrestling weight in 60 days. Thanks to Super Vitality Mail's Punch Yourself in the Scrotum system. Go to Infowars.com slash scrotum and use the promo code I'm a sucker. Order today. The best music on the best station. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Obama! It is Tuesday, August 23, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm Bob Seska, that is Chez Pazienza sitting right there. Hey there. We're brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Need a lawyer? Better call Bo. Head over to the BowenLawGroup.com slash Bob and Jez or click the link on the podcast page and get free legal advice. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Okay. Uh, plenty of things to talk about today. So it's our Tuesday show. Thank you for joining us. Um... You know what I thought we'd do is start out with a couple of stories that have very little to do with Donald Trump. Just okay, for, that should be fun. Just for the hell of it. A couple of stories that 
aren't necessarily Trump stories, but I assure you, we will have plenty. There will be plenty coming up. There's a never-ending fountain. It's a bottomless cup of Trump today. All right. Um, it always is. Yeah. You know, I said, F it. We're, you know what? We're going to start today's show with a climate crisis story. I know. Climate crisis. Everyone starts uh, turning off this podcast and turning on a different podcast as soon as I mention the climate crisis. Like, what? That's a thing still? Climate crisis? Well, yeah, it's still a bit of a problem. Uh, And actually, I got this story from uh, my good friend Ches Pazienza sitting right there. Oh, my God. Yeah, this comes from, uh, from the New York Times. The headline, think it's hot now, just wait. This was exciting news. July wasn't just hot. July 2016 was the hottest month ever recorded. Ever. According to NASA. You know, all those liberal conspirators at NASA. And this year is likely to be the hottest year on record. 2016. Hottest year on record. 14 of the last 15 hottest years have occurred since 2000. As heat waves have become more frequent, more intense, and longer lasting, a study in the uh, journal Nature Climate Change last year found that three of every four daily heat extremes can be tied to global warming. Fun. But it it snows in the winter. Yeah, it snows. (laughs) Jim Enhoff was able to make a snowball in January. Yeah. That is a shocker. There's but, nobody who needs to be in keeping with your your opening drop there. There's no one who needs to be more repeatedly kicked in the nuts <laughs> than James Enoff. Right. He is someone who is virulently ignorant. The information is so unequivocal at this point. And and the fact of the matter is that we're in it. I mean, if you look at what's happening in Louisiana, for God's sake, they've received more rainfall down in Louisiana and parts of Texas. Than, than occurred during Katrina. I mean, this is har- this is more harsh than Hurricane Katrina, what they're experiencing yeah. in the South right now. Yeah, I know, and I'm going there next yeah. week. Oh, are you Albeit, really? Yeah, that's our next case is in uh, is in New Orleans slash Slidell, Louisiana. Watch out for the Zika. Zika. <laughs> that's Zika. Another thing we can thank uh, the climate crisis for. I'm sure. I'm sure there's. It's, some it's so funny because I can't. I, I can't say Zika without without thinking about <laughs> saying it like everybody did in the Rio Olympics whenever Hope Solo took the pitch. Did you hear about that? <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't know anything so she about posted that. Before, because she's an asshole, which we all know. Yeah. Um, a hot look, a hot asshole, and a terrific goalkeeper, but still an yeah. asshole. Yeah. She. Uh, um, uh, she apparently, before she got to Brazil, posted a picture of herself with like like a mosquito net over her and a can of off or something like that. And she's like, I'm ready. And so, of course, that was an insult to Brazilians, which, by the way, honestly, anything is an insult to Brazilians. All yeah, you have to do is mention what that country is really like, and it's an insult to Brazilians. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Oh, mention, uh, go, go mention what Brazil is really like to Glenn Greenwald, who lives in Brazil. Yeah, and no, then you're him. never going to hear the end of it. Exactly. But anyway, so 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 what happened was every time she uh, she took the pitch, the field to mm-hmm. you soccer neophytes, right. football neophytes, um, every time the ball came in her direction, the entire crowd would yell Zika. <laughs> it was like, if you can if you can go to That's go to YouTube and listen funny. to it, it was hilarious <laughs> how perfect they got it. Like every time, the whole crowd did that. That's so funny. And how did she take it? Did she? I mean, it was meant in the 
I mean, they weren't. Were they necessarily making fun of her? They or were was making that, fun of her. They were, yeah, they were. Okay. And you know, I mean, it's Han right. Solo who <laughs> takes everything pissy about everything. Yeah, of course, right. Well, you know, I'm looking at these maps here on this New York Times article and just showing the advancement of 100 degree plus days throughout the next hundred years by 2100. By the year 2100. There are going to be, I mean, most of the, the United States is covered with 50 plus days. Like yeah. the, the red is covering half of the United States, and that indicates 50 plus days a year yeah. above 100 degrees Fahrenheit. And what that means, what that means essentially is that our planet will be practically unlivable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the entire South, the entire Southwest, I mean, the entire South, all the way up to Pierre, South Dakota. Is covered in red. That's and, that's from and it's and it's not just you know it's not just uh, you know eighty something years off. Yeah, no, it's it's you know it's much worse or seventies. I don't know where but, um, you know me with math. Well, no, I um, mean people being born today will experience these weather extremes. Yeah, yeah. I mean exactly. I'm uh, ex- exactly. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean by the time I think the map also has what twenty sixty. Mm-hmm. So that's not that far off. No, no, absolutely and, not. Yeah, and and by by then we will see a transformation happening. And I think this is this is something that I I think I wrote about um a while back I did like one of my you know one of my pieces where my depression was really acting up where it was really really getting to me which basically meant a combination of brain chemistry but also mm-hmm. it can be influenced by outside uh you know outside stimuli. Sure. And uh and that was what was sort of at the core of it was this idea, this thing that I couldn't shake mm-hmm. that me, who is somebody who has been pretty much a realist his whole life and ignores, you know, I hate conspiracy theories. I ignore uh, sh- and I, I'm also horrible when it comes to ignoring things that aren't a problem right now in my face right, and right. putting things off until they are. And, and I'm looking at this just saying my daughter is going to, to live in a world that will be transformed. Yeah. And will be again practically unlivable with seas rising and uh heat just unbearable heat and food shortages and uh mass migrations from one place to another and mm-hmm. and I just and that it eats me alive yeah. it it really like there was that that sense of hopelessness like this is not something we can fix and it won't be fixed and it won't happen you know in my it won't, you know, it won't be horrific in my lifetime but it will be for others oh yeah it's going to be terrible it's going to it's going to happen slowly like it's happening now it's going to creep up on us and i, I can't help but to imagine that hi- historians of the future and not the distant future i'm talking about historians maybe historians who are being born now are going to look back at today's Republican Party and to a certain extent I think the Democrats because the Democrats are not as obviously not as badly to blame the Democrats are the ones talking about this and talking about the science and the facts behind this but it's the Republicans who are really holding back the legislation I think the Democrats just aren't going far enough with what their proposals are given the the extremity of the crisis here I mean I'm looking at this other chart on this same page Boston right now the average between 1991 and 2010 has averaged about one 100 degree day per year by 2060 there'll be nine 100 degree days per year by 2100 28 100 degree days per year in Boston and that's the coolest of the uh, of the cities they mention here there's also Minneapolis New York City Chicago Chicago will see 54 100 degree plus days by 2100 Washington DC 74 100 degree days 
100 plus degree day. I mean, that's just not just 100. It'll be 100 something, something, something on top of that. Dallas, Texas currently experiences 44 100 degree days per year on average. By 2060, it'll experience 97. By 2100, 133 days per year with 100 plus degree temperatures Fahrenheit. Also, by 2100, the Dallas area is projected to be above 95 degrees for more than four months a year. Four months a year. It'll be 95 degrees or hotter in Dallas, yeah. Texas. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's where my daughter lives now. And, you I know, mean, at the very least, if she continued to live on Laguna Beach, I mean, you might have sea-rising troubles, but for the most part, you know, it's, no. it's, I looked, LA actually won't be hit that bad. If we were to release the transcript of the last uh, 10 minutes of conversation on the Daily Bander or Salon.com or elsewhere, it would be the lowest rated thing that we published in the last two weeks. Yeah, the past, ca- past <laughs> couple things the I've thing. published have gone nowhere. Nobody well, I'm just saying, I mean, it's, it's the climate crisis is not even, I mean, no one wants to read about it, not even liberals. No one wants to read about it because it's so hopeless sounding. And of course, and it does sound that's hopeless. That's it exactly. It's hopeless. Yeah. It's, not, it's not something any of us can do anything about. That's right. So what we do is we put it in the back of our brain. You know, mm-hmm. we compartmentalize it and stuff it away and just pretend that everything's fine. And yep. it's not fine. Yep. Nope. Nope. It's not, not fine at all. I mean, the fact is that most of California right now is on fire again. Yep. You know, yep. and this is happening earlier and earlier and earlier. I mean, what the fires didn't start until, well, the fires started way earlier th- yep. this year the than sand, they did the last year. The fire from, uh, from about a month ago yeah. was like, was unlike anything I've, I've ever seen here. Right. It was it, within, within a period of, I want to say within, within a period of a few hours, mm-hmm. I, I walked outside. My car was covered with ash, yeah. and then I looked up slowly the the Independence Day mothership of this giant sort of plume of black smoke uh-huh. started moving over the valley. And oh, it, you know, Jesus. I took a picture of it. You can go to my Instagram account and see it. I took a picture from Mulholland. I drove all the way up there and took it. And by the time I drove around to the other side, it had moved into Hollywood, Beverly Hills. And I mean, people were out in the streets taking pictures of like, you know, this, the, the sun was red. I'm playing this music and it's so appropriate. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's that's, that's absolutely the case. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what it looks like. I mean, if you look at the pictures right now, it's, it's apocalyptic looking. And, uh, you know, did you see the story that was floating around? I think there was a, a news report about it from KHOU. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, and it's a Houston guy who, who bought, it's, I think he spent like $8,300 and bought basically these, these water-filled rubber barriers that he surrounded his house with. And it actually blocked the floodwaters from rising up and overtaking his property. So he was at, it's like this one little island of dry land because it's been surrounded by these big, like like 30-inch high rubber tubes that surround the entire house. And they're all filled up with water. So it, they sit firmly on the ground. And then the water, the rising uh, floodwaters don't overtake them. And, and I kept thinking as I'm watching this, one, well, isn't that cool? Two... That was the other thing I was thinking. Who can afford that? But then again, it's, you know, it's either that or your home is destroyed. So I guess $8,300 is cheap compared to the alternative. And then the third one was, God damn it. This is what, you know what? This is what our future holds. It's not going to be about, and we've talked about this before. I'm not covering new territory here. It's not going to be about how do we prevent the climate crisis from getting worse. It's going to be, there's going to be this entire 
uh, uh, industry sector that's going to be built up around the idea of just mitigating the effects of climate sure. crisis. It's all going to be about sure, tackling the a, symptoms. Uh, there was a guy, there's a story that, that crossed yesterday about a guy whose home survived uh, the floods because he bought something called an aqua dam. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. The aqua yeah. dam. That's, that's exactly what I was talking about. It's called the aqua dam. There you go. Yeah. And so, the, and that's that's what people are going to. <laughs> that's what people are going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to be. They're not going to be concerned as long as they can figure out some way to live with the symptoms of the climate crisis. Then they're not going to want to do anything about it. It's going to be like, well, we make sand berms and we'll put up uh, dikes and barriers and aqua dams and things like right. that. That's that's our life now. Yeah, exactly. We'll come up with more efficient air conditioning units. You know, crap like that, and then. It'll just get worse and worse and worse. Maybe there'll be some things to shave off the corners, but for the most part, it's just going to be like, well, how do we live with this awfulness? Right. And, I mean, and, there's, there's, there's something to be said for the fact that, look, the earth was always going to change to some extent. Yeah. It's been changing for, for you know, millions of years That's or right. 6,000 six years. But not like but, this. <laughs> but not like this. Not, not something that we're causing and not this, and not this no. drastically no, and absolutely. not this quickly. Yeah, I mean, this is all happening so rapidly. It's happening much more. I mean, when you hear someone talk about, and this is such old territory, but when you hear Republicans talk about, well, what about the medieval war, the Dark Ages warming crisis? Didn't that, that was the thing, there was a warming. Yeah, it's a blip compared to today's warming. Today's warming is so off the charts. And science is telling us this. NASA is telling us this. The Department of Defense is telling us that the United States military is telling us this. I mean, how, how much more information do you need? Obviously, there's not a liberal agenda inside the goddamn Pentagon. <laughs> I mean, there might be liberals inside NASA, I guess. But these are government employees that are tasked with doing something that has multiple levels of redundancy, uh, fact checking, peer review, all kinds of uh, all, systems all in place. All stuff that doesn't matter to people who are willfully ignorant. Exactly right. Yep. Exactly right. All right. So on that really good note, let's really kick off the show and come back with more uh, discussion about Donald Trump right after this. Hello, it's Bob to tell you about our Patreon page. You might be asking yourself, what the hell is a Patreon page? It's a website where you can help support our podcast by donating money to the show. You can sign up for $1, $5, $10, or $15 per month. Or if you're filthy rich, you can sign up for more. In exchange, we'll bring you exclusive Patreon-only content like our post-mortem shows, memberships to the After Party, and commercial-free, unbleeped versions of our free show. And if we reach our crowdfunding goal, we'll bring you new shows every weekday. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez, or click the Patreon link at bobseska.com. Let's do this thing. and Chess Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. If there's a goal that everyone remembers, it was back All right, welcome back to the show. We all the I, uh, that was a good way to start the show. I just, you know, I was watching Lawrence O'Donnell last night, and it was just wall-to-wall Trump. I said, you know what, we got to start with something that's not Trump. And that was a, that was a good story to start with. Okay. Yeah, we're all going to die. Yeah, we're all going to die. Oh God, oh, God, oh, God, we're all going to die. And then I come back from the uh, commercial break with a song by a band whose lead singer is about to die. All right, so uh, moving on here. Uh, again, another non-Trump story. Hillary Clinton was on Jimmy Kimmel last night and was effing hilarious. 
I mean, I think she cool. nailed her appearance on Jimmy Kimmel last night. Really, really funny. They talked about uh, all of these ridiculous health rumors. Now, Rudy, did you see Rudy Giuliani has joined the uh, the the ghoulish cavalcade of people? People talking. Rudy Giuliani, who basically got up there and had a stroke. Yeah, Rudy for for like a half an hour. America. Yeah, that fucking <laughs> lunatic. Right. That fucking lunatic dares to pontificate on Hillary Clinton's health problems. Yes, he looked like Nosferatu. He looked he like he can't remember 9/11. <laughs> he can't remember and, 9/11. And he screams at the top of his lungs. Yeah. America! And is there something going on with his teeth too and he was yeah, like I his know. head was bruised like like a couple of weeks ago his head was all banged up for, from something and he just, you know, he looks like Gary Oldman in the Dracula, the Francis Ford Coppola <laughs> Dracula movie. It's just sad that this is like, that this is all they've got. Yeah. Just these, this desperate crap. Right, right. It's just you know, it's commenting horrible. on, just dragging out people who know, no, I mean, uh, climate science deniers who suddenly are scientists. That's right. You know, and, who suddenly know, oh, you know what? Uh, I can tell just by looking at her that, uh, <laughs> you know, she it's it's lupus. It's definitely lupus. <laughs> lupus. As you, as you know from House. That was a running gag on House. Right. It was always lupus. Always lupus. And, uh, and that then, or vasculitis. Vasculitis. And then the, the cable news people always need an excuse to show that picture of Hillary Clinton being helped up the stairs. We talked about this last week, but it, it bears repeating. Yeah. That that picture gets rolled out, and then it's like, and then everyone just dialing through, just flipping through the channels. Yeah. Do do people? I guess people still flip through channels. I guess that happens. But as they do, they see that image on TV of Hillary Clinton like wobbly going up those stairs, and the Secret Service guys, and it's uh, and it looks weird. But obviously, we know what it is. It's from February. These the stairs were slippery, and she was wearing heels. But, but That's that the doesn't truth matter. It, because you know, like Jackie Schechner said yesterday, she put it up on Twitter, and it, yeah. it got a bunch of retweets, and I retweeted it. Mm-hmm. You know, she said she's like she took a picture of the the TV screen, and it was I think it was Don Lemon. Um, and, and and the Chiron underneath him was, you know, Clinton health conspiracy theories. And, oh, and she said, she's like, when I was at CNN, that never would have flown. I yep. never would have been allowed to go on the air with something that was, you know, you don't report the controversy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If and that- you don't have facts, you don't fucking report it. And that was the mistake with the Swift boaters. Remember, exactly 12 years ago. Unless you're going to unequivocally shoot it down and call it, I mean, just unbridled nonsense. Yeah, that's right. And again, it was happening again. And I, you know, I want to get to this Jimmy Kimmel audio with Hillary Clinton. But just as a, as a side note here, I just got to mention again, last night I really, really, really noticed it. Turn on MSNBC. Who's talking? Trump is talking. Uninterrupted. Uninterrupted showing Trump's speech and not a single moment of Hillary Clinton's addresses or rallies or anything from yesterday. Sure, sure and, because and, because all that matters is that, you know, having Trump on is like, you know, it's like airing a NASCAR race. Eventually, yeah. there may be a crash. Again, no pro- I have no issue whatsoever with showing clips of Trump speaking and then going through the facts and debunking what he was having to say. I have no issue showing Trump being an asshole. That's not a problem with me. But when they show his entire rally speech, when they show his entire stump speech uninterrupted uh, without any sort of analysis during the speech itself, it just it's it's really, really starting to bug me now. Whereas before I was like, well, okay, yeah, it's good to show this guy for who he is. But now it's at the point where they're even he's not really even saying anything abundantly controversial because he's he's reading off a teleprompter. So to a certain extent, 
everything is uh, is prepared remarks now, but they're still doing it. They're still running. I can understand, again, when he was doing these stream of consciousness rants all the time, blurting random things in random order, then that was, God, that was good television. But now it's just getting ridiculous. And just, it's just free advertising for Trump if they're not going through and analyzing all of the awfulness that he's saying. So just I wanted to mention that. But here's Hillary Clinton last night on Jimmy Kimmel talking about these stupid, stupid health conspiracies. Speaking of rumors that have gotten started, yes. there's now the new one is that you, you are unhealthy, that you, are, you had a concussion, right. that Rudy Giuliani was on Fox News yesterday <laughs> and today, and he's saying you, look, you seem to be sick, you look tired, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Are you in good health? Well, this has become one of their themes. Here, you take my take my pulse while I'm talking to you. Okay. Um, so, uh, make sure I'm alive. Joke number one from Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Let's continue with this. Nothing There's there. nothing there. Uh, no. what can I say? It's, uh, back in October, the National Enquirer said I would be dead in six months. Oh, wow. Oh, so, with every breath I take, I feel like it's a... You a have a new lease on life. Yeah, a new lease on life. Uh, well, um, it's funny, I don't you know. know. I don't know why they are saying this. I think, on the one hand, it's part of the wacky strategy. Uh-huh. Uh, just say all these crazy things and maybe you can get something. By the way, that's the, of, the official technical term of what the Trump campaign is doing. The wacky strategy. Yeah. <laughs> people to believe you. Um, on the other hand, it just absolutely makes no sense. And I, I don't go around questioning Donald Trump's health. I mean, as far as I can tell, he's as healthy as a horse. Well, his know? doctor said he had the best yeah. health medical examination he's ever seen in a human being. By the way, as far as I can tell, remember those words? Remember the last time Hillary Clinton said, I don't know, but as far as I can tell, she said that about Obama's religion eight years ago. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that was deliberate. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Can you open this jar of pickles? This has not been tampered with. This is... Oh, oh, you didn't get it. Yeah, she successfully opened the jar of pickles. <laughs> but she struggled and I know. God, it's so goddamn stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. What was the case? Oh, it was the Terry Schiavo case. That was the last time the Republicans started diagnosing someone from afar. Sure. But and yeah. then it, that that turned into I mean that, that whole thing was surreal. You yeah. basically had Republicans practically you had Jeb Bush practically kicking in her hospital door. Right. To <laughs> stick a tube down her throat yeah exactly members of uh the united states congress sitting in washington dc diagnosing a woman who was in florida for god's sake she's trying to figure out well you know she she moved her finger so therefore she must be well no you don't know what the hell you're talking about and so they're doing the same thing with hillary clinton they're taking all of these photos and these things where she's you know she's doing something awkward and they're extrapolating that out to be oh she's clearly on death's door it's like it's the new again. It's the new birth certificate. You but know, that's it. That's and that's that, again. That's all they have. They have they have conspiracy theories. Yeah. That's all they've got. They are now the party of that crap. Yeah. And then you know, I, I have a friend of mine who like 
he's he's hardcore centrist. Yeah. And and he he says he's like the one thing I hope from all of this is that the Republican Party somehow manages to break off from this lunacy that it does teach them enough of a lesson to where they discard these people and just say, "You know what? Screw it. We're going to go back to having a somewhat centrist, mildly sane Republican Party where you can disagree on the issues, but you don't resort to that kind of Yeah. Well, this I mean, that's what I've been saying for a while now, like it's all going to depend on the postmortem after the election. If Trump loses and loses badly, the way the Republicans react will speak volumes in terms of how they proceed forward from here. Now, if they go into the postmortem and they say, oh, well, you know what? Eh, just if, if Trump had just pivoted more effectively and sooner, if he hadn't said those controversial things after the, the yeah. conventions, then if he may start, have fared a lot start better. Doing the, if they start doing the, it's the message, it's the messenger, not the message. Right. Because, you know, that's the thing. They're going to end up seeing Trump and reviewing what's, what's gone on, especially in the general election, and say, yeah, you know what? What he was saying, people seem to like. It was just how he said it in the latter days of the, the general election that people didn't like. So we'll just run more of these populist a-holes and these white nationalist guys, and, uh, and we'll just make sure they pivot to being more presidential at the general election. Wrong. That is absolutely the wrong, wrong message. Wrong, 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 wrong takeaway. But, you know, that's what's going to happen. That's, I mean, it was, a, it was a weak postmortem coming out of the 2012 election for those guys. Same with the, tw- the 2008 election. They just don't get it. They're afraid to change too much because these yahoos, these crazy people who show up at the Trump rally, and, and as well as the Tea Party, which I think are two distinct groups, two distinct subgroups within the Republican Party, I think those groups are wagging the dog right now. And the, the establishment Republican Party hasn't been able to get a hold of the beast for so long now. I mean, since 2009, when the Tea Party started, all they've done is tried to climb aboard. They've allowed the, the, the tail to wag the dog. They're, they're trying to, you know, get aboard the Tea Party. And then now it's the, uh, the alt-right and the Trump people. And they're trying to, to exploit that and trying to use that instead of saying, no, 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 no. The, no, you're not doing it right. Follow, you're supposed to follow us. We're not supposed to follow along with you. And so they're getting they're getting screwed by it. And there are going to be if things keep going the way they're going now, the Republican members of Congress are so screwed. Everyone who's up for reelection on the Republican side in November is screwed. John McCain might actually lose in November. John McCain, John McCain, who's been in, in the United States Senate for 30 goddamn years. And that's yeah. all because of Trump. Because that's he's all not because, crazy enough. Yeah, and it's all because his party won't stand up to the alt-right. They won't stand up to the Tea Party either. Yeah, and, and, and Trump is now the, the torchbearer for the alt-right. Yes, yeah. and that's Which, and, you know, never never has there been a, a probably worse political misnomer than the alt-right. That's the right. alt-right makes it sound like, oh, you know what, we're a new kind of right. We're a different thinking and, and better thinking <laughs> kind of right, you know? Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. They are basically, it's, it's, it's paleo, paleo-conservatism. At the risk of, of being controversial with my metaphor, they just need to take the alt-right out into the woods, kneel it down, have it think about the uh, tending to the rabbits, and then shoot it in the back of the head. Yeah. That's exactly what they need to do. And if they don't do that, the they Republican need, they Party... They do need to put it down. I mean, they need, yeah. to, put, they need to put this crap down. If, and if they don't, the Republican Party is just going to end up being a, a party of 30%. That's just going to be... When, and, when, and when the alt-right starts saying, where's your heart? That's when you can say, <laughs> what heart? And shoot it between the eyes. <laughs>
That's <laughs> right. Just, on like, that. just like Tom in Miller's Crossing, just in case nobody got the reference. <laughs> I got it. I totally got it. I fucking uh, love still my all-time favorite Coen Brothers movie. Oh, yeah. All-time favorite. It's up there. All right, on that note, uh, take a break. Come back with more show right after this. Okay, you want to know the best way to support the show? The best way to support the Bob and Chez show is to go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. Here's how you do it. Go to BobSeska.com and click the Amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page. The link takes you to the main page of Amazon.com as usual. You go shopping. We get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra and it helps support the show. And if you run a small business and source your materials from Amazon, make sure to use the link for all your purchases. And don't forget to bookmark it. Thanks so much for supporting the show and our Amazon link. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. As you just heard, the second half of today's show is brought to you by the BobSeska.com Amazon link. Please go shopping. Do a lot of shopping. right? As you're listening to the show, go shopping at Amazon.com, but make sure to go through our link at BobSeska.com. It's in big capital letters just beneath the logo. You, you can't miss it, or if you're on a mobile, just hit the little dash, dash, dash thing that brings up the menu, and you'll see the Amazon link listed right there. And don't forget to bookmark it. All right. So moving along here on the show, uh, Trump has uh, is one of the many things that they've been doing since uh, since the whole staff turnover last week. And this is coming down, I think, directly from Steve Bannon. This is part of the Breitbart ang- aspect of the uh, the new Trump strategy, which is this st- stupid, obvious non outreach to black people yeah. that Trump is engaged in, which isn't an outreach to black people at all, by the way. Because this is entirely, I mean, all, all this stuff that he's talking about, about black people, he's delivering in, uh, in areas that are like 97% white. I mean, just in terms of the overall population of the town where he's saying these words. Not to mention the fact that the actual rallies are just completely whitewashed. I mean, not a single black person to be found. Not even that one. Not even Trump's African-American. Look at my African-American over there. Look at my African-American over here. Look at him. He doesn't even have that. So uh, here's one of the things he said. uh, This was late last week. He said, look at how much African-American communities are suffering from Democratic control. To those, I say the following. What do you have to lose by trying something new like Trump? What do you have to lose? Is this to me, this is just a used car salesman saying, hey, what can I do to put you in this automobile? Absolutely. What do you got to lose? You know, you drive off the lot. He's just being a salesman. He's like saying to to black people, hey, vote for Trump. You'll get from point A to point B. It's like, oh, really? As I... As I, I think I can't even remember in what piece I wrote this, but I said, I'm like, Trump's entire shtick mm-hmm. amounts to an overzealous sales pitch for an inferior product. <laughs> That's exactly For a clearly right. inferior product. <laughs> Just like it. everything, you know, and I said, I'm like, in keeping with tradition, that's what it is. <laughs> because, you know, remember him talking about his Trump steaks yeah. and his Trump vodka and Trump university and all this other crap. This stuff that everybody, anybody smart should have known from the beginning was garbage and what turned out to be proven to be garbage. Yeah. You know, that's what he's doing for himself now. His whole thing is just a his whole campaign is just a giant, dumb, overzealous used car sales pitch. Yeah. You're taking the whole tribe across country? Well, this is your automobile. Believe me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. He also said, You live in your poverty. <laughs> God damn it. 
He said, you live in your poverty. Your schools are no good. You have no jobs. 58% of your youth is unemployed. What the hell do you what the hell do you have to lose? Oh my god. Mr. Debbie Downer Donald Trump right there. That's a great way to win them over. <laughs> By telling them that their their communities are just in shambles. Listen, listen darkies. <laughs> what have you what have you really got to lose? Listen darkies with your crime and your welfare and your and your nappy hair and your pants sagging. <laughs> You, don't, you can't even afford pants that fit. I'm surprised he didn't bring that up. With your saggy pants, believe me, we'll get rid of the saggy pants. We'll get you pants that fit. We'll get well-fitting pants. In what do you take? In fact, I've got some right here. Trump pants. <laughs> they're, they're exclusively at Macy's. What are you? What are black people? 34 waist? All black people, 34 waist. On sale now at Macy's. And they these don't the, sag. I guarantee it. Believe me. These are the best pants. The best, best pants. <laughs> They're you. very, very, they're very, very tremendous pants. These are the best pants. Some of the critics have said this. these are the best pants they've ever had. Oh, my God. You know, I thought that... The, the, Award-winning pants. I, you know, I thought for sure that the name of the show was going to be The Wacky Strategy, but mm. The Very, Very Tremendous Pants might be the name of the show. <laughs> so awesome. All right, yeah, so he basically describes the African-American community as just being this hellscape. Even though 74% of African Americans are not living in poverty in any way, shape, or form. But he's, that's, that's not the idea behind the Trump campaign. It's, it, the, the Trump campaign is all about telling you what you should be feeling, not what you should know and how he's going to confront those things that we know, those known knowns. This is how, about how, well, it feels like the African American community is in just in disarray. They have no schools, they have poverty. Well, he's talking, whenever Trump acknowledges the, uh, the high unemployment rate among black youths, which he's basically, basically saying youths, he's, he's thinking of or trying to invoke the idea of, of gang members. He's yep. trying to think like gang members in Chicago shooting people. And the truth is that the high youth unemployment rate among African-Americans is high for a reason, because they're youths. And many of those youths are in school and by definition, not part of the labor force. This is the same ruse that they've been pulling with regard to the real unemployment rate. Let's right. use the quote unquote real unemployment rate. Thanks, Bernie Sanders. And let's let's use that as a as a cudgel and not tell people that the real unemployment rate includes people who are students, uh, people who are retired, who by definition do not belong in the labor force or counted in any way, shape or form and disabled people like uh, disabled veterans, for example. This is the joke. This is the, the, the flim-flam that they're pulling with their own people. They've got their own people running around. Whoa, what about the real unemployment rate? Well, idiot, if you actually looked up who was included in the real unemployment rate, people who are not part of the labor force specifically, then, of course, it's going to be high. Is it in relation? What's the, what is that number, by the way? Is it just presented in a vacuum? Or are you going to tell us what it was like, what the real unemployment rate was under George W. Bush or Ronald Reagan, for that matter? No, they won't. That, no, we can't, we can't get into that. Because then you're blaming Bush or you're bringing up the past. What about now? It's just such horse yeah. <sighs> Meanwhile, Brianna Keeler, your your crush at CNN. Good Lord, Brianna! <laughs> I swear. I, you know what? Honestly, just just love her like you wouldn't believe. She just completely. It's, it's so funny because I like I have I've, I my entire life I have dated <laughs> one blonde. Yeah, 
in my entire my entire really? dating my my extensive and well documented dating history. Totally, I've actually dated only one blonde. Oh my god! I think somewhere deep down, I've always been like I like brunettes and redheads, but yeah. uh, but Brianna is just like. Oh, I mean, in addition to being really smart and really, really cool, yes, I will be, you know, I hope I'm not being too sexist here. She is just, she's gorgeous. <laughs> and she's, Absolutely gorgeous. And she's smart and she's fearless when exactly, it comes to... Exactly. Like, I'm telling you, the, the interview last week with Cohen mm-hmm. was just, it wasn't just about what she did to him. It was about the look on her face while she did it. It was just this perfect, perfect delivery. This this just like, mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, F all you. Of them. <laughs> F yeah. you and your so good. By the way, I say God F. I say F you, and then I say right away, mm-hmm. right out loud. Um, yeah, here's a little bit of her just completely uh, dancing circles around this stupid uh, Trump surrogate, uh, Sean, Chief Strategist Sean Spicer from the RNC. Why doesn't he talk to an audience of black voters or go to a community that is, you know, I mean, at least you know, ten percent African American? <laughs> he hasn't been doing that. Well, yeah. he, he's had meetings with black pastors, black business people. He, as you noted, he had a... But a, he has a, chosen a, a, forums, Sean, that but, are overwhelmingly white. I mean, to the tune of 90-some-odd percent white. How is that talking to black Because I, I think that you look at... Upwards of 98% white, by the way. They're just filling that in. Because he understands that you've got to talk to all Americans about your plans to lift, out, uh, lift people out. He has huge events at stadiums. You can't just move those around, but you to look at the audience. I think there's a level of diversity there. He understands it. He did meet with folks both this past week and going forward. But there's not. I think, we, look, 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 you want to talk about spending time. That, look, no, I, Clinton, you just, said it. We have producers in these, in these audiences, watching these audiences, both of these where he delivered these messages were predominantly white. If you were uh, advising a candidate who was trying to, say, reach out to women, would you go to a room of men to deliver that message? Yeah, that was really good. That was... That was a really good point. There's much more to it, right. but I wanted to add this before we uh, before we take a break and come back to the audio. Uh, oh God, I, you know what? I completely blanked what I was going to say. <laughs> that, never, yeah. that never happens. I mean, it seldom happens, and when it does, I completely zots out. Man, I, I can't remember what I was going to say. Shoot, and now it's completely lost. All right, we're going to take a break, and maybe I'll think of it during the uh, commercial break with more show right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Summer music, pow, pow, power. 
This is the Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Ah, really hit the post on that one. That's because I missed the one on the previous song. Okay, I remembered what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> Man, I hate that. Uh, My whole life is nothing but that. <laughs> Just completely blanking out. What I meant to say was was obvious. This is not Trump talking to black people. This is Trump talking to white people yes. and basically saying black people are too stupid to stop voting for Democrats. That's yes. essentially what it is. They're living in squalor by their own design because they keep voting for Democrats. So you white people keep voting for Republicans. Otherwise, you're going to look like the black people. Your communities are going to start looking like black people as long as you stick with Democrats. That's the message here. It has nothing to do with, oh, I'm reaching out to the African-American. The African-American community doesn't want a goddamn thing to do with Donald Trump. Donald Trump is polling at 1% support yeah. with African-American. 1%. Barry Goldwater won 3% of the African-American vote in 1964. And Barry Goldwater vocally opposed the, the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act. Barry Goldwater was a, at, at that period of time, was a maniac to black people. And yet he got 3% of the vote. Trump, again, polling at 1%. This is not Donald Trump trying to say, oh, you know what, maybe I should go for that 3%. Maybe I should try for 5%. That'll be tremendous. No, it's not him saying that at all. It's like, let's just, you know, he's got uh, Steve Bannon waiting in the wing saying, just keep jabbing the black community. Just jab them, and then that'll be the dog whistle for the white people to really get out the vote and make sure that, they're, that, that, that the Democrats are stopped before the white communities turn into the black communities, too. Yeah. It's, just, it's all about segregating the white people from the black people and making sure that the white people can still look down at the black people and point and laugh at them. That's what this is entirely about. Make no mistake. All right. So that, that's, that was what I was going to say. Okay. I completely lost my train of thought. Let's play a little bit more of this audio, and then I've got this thing. We got to talk about Donald Trump uh, and his immigration policy. He was on Bill O'Reilly last night, and it was insane. It was insane what he was saying. Here's more of a of uh, this Trump surrogate or this RNC guy on uh, CNN yesterday. <laughs> no, but he's going to major venues at major in big states. You don't just can't move the venue. I mean, give me a break. I think this is somewhat ridiculous. He has made an effort not just through the the the. the uh, well, you could pick a hold different on, venue in a, in a different on. part Gianna, of uh, the city. Please, please let me answer the question if you're going to ask it. And, the, and, and my point to you is that it's, you look at the totality of, his, uh, of what he's done over the last 40 years. It's not just about pandering and rhetoric. It's the actions that he's had as a businessman where he's gone out and actually put people in power. He's empowered people. He's given tons of money to organizations. Yeah, but he didn't need Oklahoma to vote for him. That's yeah. the difference. He didn't, he didn't need the support of South Carolina when he was making those hiring decisions. Right. Yeah. That's just the thing. Oh, and by the way, with, with regard to changing the venues, yes, of course, he can change the venues. He's been canceling his rallies left and right. I don't know if you're aware of this. He canceled yeah. a rally in Nevada, Colorado. For some reason, he was going to speak in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, that would have gone over like a lead balloon. But what the f*** is he doing in Portland, Oregon? He has no chance of winning Oregon. Why are they spending resources to get Trump's stupid clown hair over to Oregon, for God's sake? Yeah, let's go up to Oregon, where we've got like 0% support and no chance of winning, and let's spend... Uh, where you know, everyone, will, everyone will throw like <laughs> vegan burgers at us. <laughs> yeah. Let's spend $200,000 getting Donald Trump uh, flown into Oregon to speak to people who hate him. 
And so, so of course, they canceled that. Um, I just, I'm curious as to why this is. I, I think it has to do with expenses. Because Rachel Maddow did a thing last night, not only about the cancellations, but also about the fact that, that Donald Trump is spending tens of millions of dollars on merchandise alone. I mean, he's, and, and it's, a, it's a big percentage of his campaign budget right now, spending it on hats and bumper stickers. Any, anybody in a band will tell you merch, man. That's the way to go. That's where you make the money. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're giving this crap out. They're not, they're not right. making it to sell it. They're just handing out this stuff, handing out the swag, right. and they're spending so much money on it far beyond. I think they spent, what, I, I think Donald Trump spent something like $5 million on future ad buys. Hillary Clinton just pumped, I think, $80 million in a new ad buy that's going to yeah. go national. So, I mean, talk about just a, a campaign in disarray. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And I think ultimately what, what gives me comfort in watching you know, the shifting polls and the odds, of, is Trump going to come back? Is he going to, you know, because I know that the, the press wants to do this comeback narrative. It doesn't matter because I think at the end of the day, Hillary Clinton, again, has that Obama infrastructure set up on the ground where they, they're going to completely out-hustle the Trump campaign when it comes to get out the vote, when it comes to targeting precincts that they need to win right. certain swing states. That's all happening on the Clinton side, but non-existent. What was it? The story that it was out uh, a Sunday or Monday about how the, the, the field office in Denver, the Trump field office is being run by a 12 year old. Yeah. <laughs> God. I mean, it really is. I mean, this is as, so as, as, as Andy Borrow. Yes. Yeah. That shouldn't surprise anybody since Trump's Twitter feed is run by a four-year-old. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's totally that. It's just a uh, it's just a royal mess. All right. And speaking of messes here, we got to talk about uh, Bill O'Reilly on uh, or not Bill O'Reilly, but Donald Trump on the Bill O'Reilly show. Oh boy. Last night and basically saying and, and and shifting his immigration policy to essentially being just the Obama immigration policy and admitting it. But then also saying uh, your head will heads will spin. He'll be deporting all the bad guys so quickly. Here's uh, here's Trump on the O'Reilly factor last night. We're going to obey the existing laws. Now, the existing laws are very strong. The existing laws, the first thing we're going to do if and when I win is we're going to get rid of all of the bad ones. We got gang members. We have killers. We have a lot of bad people that have to get out of this country. We're going to get them out and the police know who they are. They're known by law enforcement who they are. We don't do anything. They go around killing people and hurting people, and they're going to be out of this country so fast your head will spin. We have existing laws that allow you to do that. As far as everybody else, we're going to go through the process. What people don't know is that Obama got tremendous numbers of people out of the country. Bush, the same thing. Lots of people were brought out of the country with the existing laws. Well, I'm going to do the same thing, and I just said that. Okay, but... He's going to do the same thing. His immigration policy is now the same thing that Barack Obama has been doing. <laughs> so fast your head will spin. So fast your head will spin. And again, I'm wondering what so, it's... So fast, so fast I can't even come up with a better f***ing idiom. <laughs> I know. But what if you're a Trump supporter and you've been going around and you've been talking about how the deportation thing is going to happen and there's going to be a wall big, beautiful, with a big beautiful door... In the wall, it's going to be an amazing, great wall. 
and uh, and they've been talking about all of this, and then suddenly Trump shifts on the O'Reilly factor, no less. He can't claim bias or that his earpiece was malfunctioning. He basically said that he's going to do the same thing that Obama has been doing for eight years. Obama! The same thing. He literally said, we're going to do the same thing. Obama! That's it. Yep. His immigration policy is the Obama, or as the, the alt-right is doing now on my Twitter feed all the time, the Obama slash uh, Clinton immigration policy. Of course. It's going to be the same thing, and, and your head will spin. Here's and, your head, and your head will spin. Your head will spin. And here's uh, O'Reilly you actually. Get, you might get tired of your head spinning. <laughs> I know. Here's uh, O'Reilly actually challenges him on all this crap, especially the uh, comparison to Dwight Eisenhower's and I'm, I'm not trying to be problematic here. This is the actual name of the program. Dwight Eisenhower's Operation Wetback. And here's, here's Donald Trump. It's just got a, oh, the 50s. <laughs> I know. Backing away from Operation Wetback. Good. Here's what everybody wants we to know. We want to do this it in a very thing. humane. Okay. We want to do it in a very humane manner. You're going to have to go through the court system when you deport, as they have to do now. That means you're going to have to add federal judges. You're going to have to do a lot of things to make this thing uh, efficient. We're going to have to do a lot of things to make this thing efficient. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> also, and here's the crux of the whole matter, and you know this. The the actual seizure of human beings, taking them from their homes and putting them in a detention center so that the, their illegal alien status can be adjudicated. Do you see... Listen to O'Reilly talking to Trump like he's a four-year-old. Do you understand what I'm saying? Am I going slowly enough for you and the 90-year-old people watching my program right now? Adjudicated. He actually used that word on Trump. Holy hell. We're going to get some things to do some things. Some things. And then they're going to do some things with those things. You don't have to put them in a detention center. Bill, you're the first one to mention detention center. You don't have to put them in a detention center. All right, so you wouldn't do we that. You keep them in their these people. No, I never said. I never even heard the term. I'm not going to put them in a detention well, center. Well, you, no. you cited we uh, Dwight Eisenhower. Probably, Mr. Trump, you cited well, Dwight, Eisenhower Dwight Eisenhower on this but program. That was a lot. It was in 1952. Right. Who, by the way, deported tremendous numbers. Well, he rounded of them up. Tremendous, tremendous numbers. numbers. He did very, very <laughs> tremendous numbers. Yeah, now, see, he's... He's a... He's just a oh, he's terrible, the, the perfect embodiment of the student who didn't do his homework. So he's just trying to bullshit his way through it. Exactly. Everything with Trump is vague. Yep. There are never any specific numbers because he doesn't know them. Listen to him dancing around all of this, though, dancing around the Eisenhower issue. First, he's backing away from Eisenhower. I never heard det detention center. I never hold heard detention center. And then he's saying, oh, yeah, uh, Dwight Eisenhower deported a tremendous number of people. But I've never heard of what he did. I've never heard of any of that, except for the fact that he deported a tremendous amount of people. Ah, I mean, he did do that. He took them yeah. out. And so when you cited him as an example of someone that you no, would emulate, said, that's I, I what the that conclusion is. Yeah, I said that it's something that has been done in a very strong manner. I don't agree with that. I'm not talking about detention centers. I have very, very good relationships with a lot of people, a lot of Hispanic people. <laughs> We're talking about it. We're yeah. going to get rid of the bad ones. The bad ones are going to... <laughs> Listen a, to him. As you have, I, I have it, again. It's just an exercise in in just crap. Right. In in vague nonsensical pronouncements. I have good relationships with some people. We're going to get rid of some bad ones. That's it.
<laughs> the guy who comes in, straightens up, straightens up my office at Trump Tower. His name is Pedro. You know what I say to I say Pedro. Pedro, come on in here. Uh, you know you're always a wiener with Pedro. I, I just read South of the Border bo- billboards to him, and he right. loves it. And Pedro's a good guy. Sometimes I let tremendous. him. I let him. I let him clean up my taco bowl. <laughs> Gonna be out of here fast, and you know there are plenty of bad ones. Gang members, gang leaders. Sure, sure. You look Absolutely. at Los Angeles. You see what's happening. Right. They're going out fast. They're gonna be out of here so fast. Your head will spin. By the way, I didn't start the audio over again. He just repeated his same rant from three Amazing. seconds ago. <laughs> Three seconds ago. As far as the rest, we're going to go through the process like they are now, perhaps with a lot more energy. And we're going to do it only through the system of laws. Okay. Yeah, again, it's the same. Oh, i got to play uh, Bill O'Reilly being condescending here in a second here. And we're going to do it only through the system of laws. Okay. Good. Now, I want to play you. And by uh, the way, Bill, that are in existence. I know. I mean, they haven't enforced immigration law since Ronald Reagan in this country. Everybody knows that. <laughs> You dumb shit. Everyone knows that, you idiot. Obama! Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, when Trump's biggest supporter on cable news, Bill O'Reilly. I mean, I guess second biggest because Sean Hannity would be the biggest. Oh, yeah. Uh, When he starts dancing circles around Donald Trump's policies, then you know uh, Donald Trump's in trouble. But, I mean, obviously Donald Trump's making up his immigration policy as he's talking about it. He doesn't know what the hell he wants to do. He doesn't know what Eisenhower did in 1952, or that it was called Operation Wetback. He doesn't know any of that crap. He's just like, well, I mean, he, treme- he, he deported a tremendous amount of people, no, but we're not going to do it that. Doesn't, because it doesn't have anything to do with him. Yeah. And that is, that is one of my favorite features of Trump, is watching him, like the Mike Pence announcement was the best yeah. example of this, watching him zone out whenever he has to talk about anything other than himself. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. It's got to be so hard for him to be talking on the, uh, the teleprompter, because he doesn't have his own words, obviously. Good words, good words. He's, has, he's got good words, but he's got to read them all. Now. I know words. I had the best words got to be hard and still even still he's going off prompter and saying the craziest things he said in the past week is trump going off prompter all right we've got uh more stuff on the post-mortem show coming up if you want to hear more show who, who doesn't want to hear more things coming up on the post-mortem show go sign up at patreon.com slash bob and chez and you get to listen to two post-mortem shows a week we extend this program Past the theme song, the closing theme song here. And we keep talking, and that's called the Postmortem Show. You can listen to those little mini shows uh, at patreon.com slash bobachez at the $5 level. $5 a month gets you those those two shows, plus, the, of course, the free show. $10 a month gets you those uh, two shows, plus the after party every week. $15 a month gets you all that crap, plus the, an unbleeped, not safe for work, commercial-free version of this show. All our obscenities. And for some reason, we've been using more and more of them as time goes on. That's at patreon.com slash Bob and Chess Sports Show. Go do it now. We'll see you uh, on the post-mortem show. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Titties.